Good morning, my brothers and sisters. On this episode number 175, welcome, guys. You are not hearing Lucas. Lucas is out today because he's got a little bit of the COVID. So you, got, so you got us three. And who's us three? Me, myself. I am Patrick Novosel, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news. Uh, to my left and your right, it is... The, the guy who's got music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and maybe a little La Coretta in his oldest stomach ago, Mark Boucher. I got Moon Knight on the brain tonight. Ooh, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Yes, we we'll, will we'll probably, talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little, little bit. And uh, on the other side of him is the volleyball beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less, and the guy who's riding high on the Bengals win, Ronnie Johantis. Oh, and he starts and off he's on muted. fire while <laughs> muted. <laughs> oh, man, that just totally missed my Ric Flair woo. <laughs> yes. Woo. Oh, man. I'm killing it already right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get into it, I know I'm going to do a little bit different. I'm going to do housekeeping now. So uh, for us, you can catch us streaming all over the place on twitch.tv slash the good morning guys, twitch.tv slash Chris the Rock. I think that's it. And Chris then the Rock 13. Chris the Rock 13. All that stuff is in the show notes. Check them out. It's all the links to there. Uh, and then, and then, yeah. So Ronnie, let's start with you. We're, we got a, we got a big show tonight tonight. There's big news that happened out of, uh, out of Microsoft. So, but before we get into that, let's get into what's new news. What's going on with you, Ronnie? Well, um, we had the, we met we had our first meeting with the realtor, uh, this past weekend. So she gave us a few like little tips, pointers, like some things to move around. Uh, a lot of really good ideas. Actually. One of them is we have a little like kind of landing, like on the top. You guys have both been here, but I doubt you really recall. You go up the stairs and there's yep. two bedrooms, a bathroom and a small, like, I don't know, maybe like six by six little tiny, like landing up there with just a railing. So we're going to turn that into like a reading nook, which is kind of a cool idea. Like we already have a recliner and bookshelf. We can just move, um, which will make it look really nice. Yeah. Um, and then this coming weekend uh, or early next week, uh, they're going to come take pictures. That way we can. Go ahead and get it listed. So list it. The heat is uh heat is on. I mean, <laughs> we still have a few things to do. You know, take some stuff over. Uh, we do have the apartment now. I think I I think I maybe mentioned that last time, or did so I? Right. Yeah, you did. So you're I riding did. high with two two homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always hoping to, that I had two places. Except my vacation place is one exit down the highway now. So <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> Yeah, away from too home. Bad. it's a starter starter vacation home <laughs> yeah. um so yeah we're, we're still working on some of that stuff um i haven't really done much new in the gaming world uh still playing pretty much the same games i have been playing a little more rocket league again lately um it's fun to kind of get back in the swing of that um on the i guess the tv front um i started the um cobra kai fourth season finally Ooh, nice uh actually i i watched a, like i probably watched a couple of them right before this podcast so i think i'm 
on the last two episodes potentially. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's a, such a fun show. Like I, I, it's hard, it's hard to describe like what I love about it. Cause like, to be fair, like the acting kind of sucks like throughout the whole series. Yeah. It's I mean, just it's, like it's, the original karate kid. <laughs> like, it's, it's high school kids playing, yeah. you know, you know, fighting, you know, karate and get into, you know, just yeah. high school shenanigans. I feel like the fact that they made all of that cool though, like that's, that deserves some kind of award. It works. It's, it's a very good balance of newness and nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, It it is just a fun show, man. Like it's, there's a lot of like drama going back and forth. And like, I think at least twice every show, there's a teenager that makes a stupid teenager decision. You're like, Oh, here we go. That's going to cause all kinds of problems, you know? Right. Everybody's Drama. like intertwined together. Like it's just this weird web of stories like going yeah. on, but uh, it's interesting, man. And it's all building up to this one point, which is, uh, I can't wait honestly mm-hmm. to see how it shakes out. So I'm almost to the end of that. Nice. Um, and then lastly, the curse is broken. Patrick, the curse what, is broken. What curse are you talking about? It had been 30 years since the Bengals won a playoff game. And they it's, did that on Saturday. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, there, there was, it was um, a big, huge like meme going around where you could the, the first text occurred in 1992, and the last yep. time the Bengals won a playoff game was 1991. So if you wanted to let someone know about yep. if the Bengals won, you would have to hear it on the radio or the newspaper the following morning. A Bengals <laughs> playoff text. About them winning had never occurred. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it, yep. Dang. Yeah. So obviously like every, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Like when you win and, and we haven't experienced this that much, especially like in my lifetime of any of my professional teams being good. Um, I can't remember anybody even really winning playoff games. I don't remember when the last time, like the Reds won a playoff game. I mean, they did. They had the 1990 World Series, which we were like a part of. I think they won. I think they the won Red, something the in '99, maybe. The Reds won in maybe 2012. They were up two right. to nothing against the Giants, I believe, and then they lost three. They straight. lost three straight. Yeah, two, yeah. two, like at home, right? <laughs> like yeah. in the worst possible Rough. fashion. Like that's what we're used to, though. Yeah, uh, that was that was easier to handle than this win. Like I don't even know what we're supposed to be doing now. Like it's just bizarre, and like yeah. everybody's rooting for the Bengals and all those people that you're like. You know, all season you're like, huh. like they're giving their takes on Facebook, you know, and stuff. And you're like, this person doesn't know anything. Now all of a sudden we're all high fiving each other, you know. Like it's it's just great. It, it brought this brought the whole city together. Yeah, it really did. It's it beautiful. really did. They are going up against the number one seed. They're going up against the Tennessee Titans. Um, mm. but honestly, I you know, I they might lose, which it would still be a great step forward for us. Um, but man, you never know, like this quarterback we have this is joe burrow guy and jamar chase this other new guy like man these guys yeah, like they, these guys can flat out play i think they on any given sunday you know the Bengals really have played their best ball against the better teams in the nfl this season uh, i agree so when they are playing against the, the tennessee titans i really think they have a really really good shot um yeah the the i don't know what the line is but i'm sure tennessee is favored but it's not by much it's got to be like four it's not a, points. i think it's pretty slight actually yeah so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good game so this, this saturday another 4 30 saturday afternoon game really look did i hear something about derrick henry coming back by the way is that a thing i'm pretty sure he's back yeah man 
That's like He's us just bad. getting a that's like us just getting a bus and painting a number on the side of it, throwing the ball in and let it drive down the field. Like that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> that's rough. Hopefully he's out of practice. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, obviously we spent the weekend celebrating. I was wearing like my Bengals gear all all weekend. And for some reason when I started doing this podcast, I put on a red hat. I don't I don't know. You're like you're um, so excited. You're like I'm just gonna put on a Cincinnati hat. Whatever, honestly, whatever it is. I felt like I was getting too far away from myself. Like I had to reel myself back in with a little bit of misery. So I decided to wear this Reds hat. <laughs> this is what it is. I wanted to go yeah. back to normal, the normal comfort. I don't feeling. understand what this winning feels like. This is weird. <laughs> Why is my stomach hurt? Um. So yeah, that that was pretty much my weekend. Though nothing crazy. All right, Mark. Sweet. What about you? It's been a week. It's been it's been, it's been quite a week. week. Indeed, indeed. Um, so this past week, uh, in terms of life stuff um, and and what I've been watching and things like that, so we didn't get to talk about it very much last week because I think uh, we had our improv episode last week. But um, so you know, I I grandstand this every six months when they when they put a show on. Uh, so games done quick uh, did their um, what's called their a GDQ or awesome games done quick. It's usually at the beginning of the year. And then they do their second event, which is summer games done quick, obviously in the summer. Um, but uh, a GDQ was this week. And if you're not familiar with what it is and haven't listened to me talk about this on the show, um, it's basically an entire week long marathon of people speed running video games, trying to beat video games as quickly as possible, exploiting glitches, um, you know, trying to get out of bounds and, and, and trying to save as much time as possible to beat the game as quickly as possible. And it's a whole bunch of different games. Um, and these are like the best of the best in terms of the speed running community. And they do it all to raise money uh, for charity. Uh, this year it was for uh, a, an organization called the prevent cancer uh, foundation, um, which I mean, they do it. It's right there in the name, what they do. Um, they, they do a lot of research and, 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 you know, ways of trying to bolster preventative methods of, of preventing different cancers. Um, so, um, this, this year was absolutely fantastic. Um, there were some, there were some great runs that, that I very much enjoyed watching. Um, there was, um, they did an Ocarina of Time 3D, or no, not Ocarina, um, Majora's Mask 3D run. That was awesome. Uh, they did a Hades run. That was that was great. Um, they had they had how several... fast was the Hades run? Uh, Do you remember? I, I think they did it, and and they did a race actually. Um, it was it was called an all weapons race. Uh, you literally had to acquire every weapon, and and beat the game. I think it was like an hour and a half um that they that's ridiculous yeah that they did it and and they had two people racing to do it um they did several blindfolded runs which is fantastic to watch um several world records were beaten in terms of time um but um the biggest deal was uh they beat their world record for the most amount of money that they've ever raised in a in an agdq event or in a gdq event period they raised over 3.4 million dollars wow yeah so it's 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 awesome um i absolutely loved watching it this week um i've been uh, trying to catch up on our our movie backlog um there have been a few movies that we haven't gotten around to um well two of them actually just hit 
uh, on-demand services and streaming services, um, but we didn't catch them in the theaters. Um, the first one that we that we actually did watch this weekend was Shang Chi. Um, I, I hadn't seen that movie since it hit Disney Plus, and that movie is fantastic. I, I absolutely love that movie. Um, I think they did a great job with with telling the story, and 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 presenting it in a in a modern. I guess non-racist text, <laughs> so uh, you know context, because um, there are some kind of somewhat racist things about Chang Chi um, that they kind of had to jettison. But I think they they respected it. Uh, they respected the material and respected you know that culture and that heritage, um, and brought a lot of just great story um, to the movie. So I was I I'm super excited to see what they're going to do with Chang Chi in the future. Um, but um, the other two movies that I need to work on. Whoa, 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 have... whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, what is your rating for Shang-Chi? Uh, I'm going to give this. Um, I'm going to give this nine out of 10 dragons. Okay. Nine out of 10. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The other two that I haven't watched yet um, that we need to work on. Um, is and I know everybody's poo-pooing it or you know and 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 giving mixed reviews on it, but I want to watch Eternals just for the sake of of saying I watched it and trying to gather my own opinion about it. So may I not like it? Yeah, possibly, but um, I still want to try to give it a try anyway. Um, yeah, form and, your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and uh ghostbusters afterlife i have not watched that yet so we need to all right yeah so we need to we're saving eternals for last um but um yeah so at least got shang chi down uh this weekend which was awesome um and let's see and we also on saturday i think i shared a little bit about this on the improv episode um so uh a couple people in my wife's family um ended up getting COVID uh, around the Christmas holiday. And we were supposed to have Christmas Eve at her grandparents' house and that didn't happen. So we ended up postponing it to this past Saturday. Um, So that was really weird. You know, it's January, I think it was the 15th and I'm walking in and they have all their Christmas decorations up and everything like that. And we're exchanging gifts and things like that. And I'm like, this feels so weird. <laughs> Middle of January. Yeah. But uh, but no, it was, it was a great time. Um, funny story. Uh, so every year we do a Secret Santa. Um, you know, we exchange names with people in the family. Um, of course, secret. That's the secret part of Secret Santa, if you didn't know. Um, well, I drew a particular family member's name. But that particularly particular family member was not present when we drew the names. And and so I didn't know what he wanted for Christmas because we went around saying like, hey, what would you want for Christmas? And we have a dollar limit um, of what you can get. But yeah, it's like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And that particular individual was not there. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, I went for a good month and I'm like, well, and, and the things got postponed and like, okay, well, I'm sure I'll figure it out and, and, and I'll get whatever for him. 
Well, starts getting closer to, to the date. And I'm like, hey, so I drew a certain person's name. Uh, what does he want? And uh, my, my sister-in-law sent a list. And he was not on the list. So it's like, okay, what am I supposed to get him? <laughs> and then uh, I reached out to my, my in-laws. And I'm like, so here's my problem. And I come to find out, oh, so my wife's grandmother told um, some other family members who live in a complete different state that they had this person when I know for a fact I drew his name. Um, and so he already had a present. <laughs> no, does someone not get a present? So I was I was thoroughly confused. Um, yeah. So apparently someone was left out of the of the drawing that. Bummer. We base, we basically have a an early like an age, like the earliest age you can enter into the Secret Santa, which I think they said was thirteen, and this particular girl, um, she's one of my wife's um, second cousins. I can't remember, um, but yeah, she just turned thirteen, and so oh she's no, of- so it was her first time in the Secret yeah. Santa. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, thankfully, the the nice thing about it is another family member covered a, a gift for her. So she got something, but she was the one that was missing from, from the drawing. Ah. So, so I bought a $25 gift card and I'm like, okay, whoever's missing, I'm just going to give them a gift card. But that person was at completely out of state. So I ended up giving myself a $25 gift card. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Merry Christmas to me. Yep. Uh, gifted money to myself mm-hmm. um but uh no it's pretty pretty sweet time good food good good hang got some nice uh button-up shirts which i needed seeing as um i'm kind of lacking in the clothes department seeing as i've lost weight um hmm. but uh but yeah this is a great time for sure and on the gaming side of things um so obviously i played some i think i played Apex this past week. I think that was with you and Justin, Pat. Um, we played, I think it was last week we did that. I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh got a couple wins, which was which was nice. Um and then this past Saturday, I finished the Legend of Zelda NES on stream, which was awesome. And I am so glad, even though I have a fond appreciation for that game, I'm so glad to be done that game. Because that game gets really brutally difficult at times. Yeah. And there's there's a limitation to how much you can move. You can't move diagonally at all. And so trying to avoid enemies and enemy attacks and things. And plus the game is super stingy with giving you life, like giving you health yeah. um, and rupees to be able to buy health. Um, so yeah, that can be a nightmare sometimes in that game. Um, in the later in the later uh, dungeons and things like that, but we got it done, beat the game. Uh, so we're moving on to uh, the adventure of link Zelda two this next weekend uh, on the good morning guys, Twitch channel. Um, and then last night I finally broke into halo infinite, the campaign of halo infinite. Um, and I'm about, I think I'm about a, an hour and a half in and I'm like, this feels like home. This is the halo that I've been looking for. 
the last the last Halo uh, Halo Five Guardians was kind of iffy, um, just because they brought this completely new character that you really didn't care very much about, and you were that character for like seventy five percent of the game, I think, something like that, and it it was just kind of eh, kind of iffy. But no, you are the chief in this game, and um, the so game it's looks supposed to be played. Yeah, absolutely. And and it looks beautiful and it's fun. It's very much Halo. Um, I'm only about an hour and a half in, so but I'm interested in keeping it going. And Ronnie, you're muted. That's good that I didn't <laughs> interrupt you because I, I thought we were just gonna talk right over each other. Um that intro scene though to the campaign is awesome. Yep. That yep. scene is really awesome. Yeah, they they outdid themselves with that one. It's yeah, just really weird because the pilot that um, I think it's Echo Two One Six, I think is that guy's name. Um, the pilot is voiced by the same guy who plays Octane on Apex Legends, mm-hmm. um, and so it's really weird. And uh, I keep wanting him to say to ride aboard the Octane, baby. <laughs> it's really weird, but uh, but no, it's it's great so far. And I'm, I'm really having a fun time with it. So, um, and I think that is it for me, Pat. Yes. So how was your, how was your week, sir? Uh, yeah, my week was, was pretty light. Um, other than the Bengals, when we already talked about that, uh, my wife has finally getting over COVID. So she's nice. had COVID for the past two weeks. She went through the whole gamut of, fever and chills and aches and tiredness and she lost her sense of smell and taste and all that stuff and uh over this past weekend she was finally getting her sense of smell and taste back so um so she's uh, i think it was either today or yesterday uh she i know it was yesterday she worked out for the first time in over two weeks so um if she's working out then she's feeling a little bit better so that's good. good So because she uh, she had COVID, there wasn't really much we were doing other yeah. than just hanging around the house, playing games and board games, hanging out, do the family time, things like that. So the wife and I sat down and we watched this show on Peacock. It's a Peacock original. It's called Wolf in Me. And oh, it yeah, is with uh, Isla with, Fisher and Josh Gad. Yes, yes, that's that's the show. So for those who don't know, this is a show where Isla Fisher is a werewolf and it's Josh Gad and he has a daughter and they his his wife has passed away and he's passed away like five, seven, eight years ago, something like that. And he's never really gotten over it. And he is his whole life is for his daughter and he's never gone out and sought like love before so uh isla fisher comes in comes into the into the scene and they hit it off real quick and they just have that chemistry with each other and but she doesn't let anyone know that she's a werewolf and she just like it's like 5 30 there's suns are gonna set like six o'clock she just like jets off she runs away even in mid-conversation because she she needs to get home uh and it's just a really cool cool like different premise of the werewolf story and it is like a it's a serious show but with josh gad and isla fisher i mean it is it's funny to a fault uh so it's it, w- it was fun but it's six episodes each episode's about 28 to 30 minutes That's and the wife, the wife and i watched all six episodes back to back i mean Just it was it. 
We Thanks. just binged it one night and because we weren't doing anything. So we watched it and it was a solid show. So solid. I, I, I'm, cause it came, we watched it the day it came out. Like the day it came out, I saw the trailer in the morning and I was like, Hey Mel, is this something you want to watch? And she's like, yeah, that sounds interesting. And then we watched it that, that day. Uh, I had uh, not heard anything about it before then. So uh, it was, it was good. Good. Uh, I, I, if, if I were to rate it, it was a solid nine out of 10. Like it was really, really good. Um, and it's Peacock original. And the only reason I have Peacock is because I have the WWE network, which I get Peacock for free. So oh, yeah, whole other thing. So, so yeah, that was nice. Uh, on the gaming front, I started resident evil village. I saw that. Yes. This game is the continuation of resident evil seven. This is Resident Evil 8? It is. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah. So Resident Evil 7, it was a continuation of that. Uh, and you're, you're tasked to be, in, you're, you're at this guy named um, Nathan Winters, or I can't remember his name. I think really. that's it. Yeah. It, um, and Ethan, Ethan Winters. Ethan, Ethan Winters. That's right. Yeah. Ethan Winters. And so I've only played maybe a few hours of the game, uh, but this game is absolutely mm. nothing like any of the other Resident Evils. Like from Resident Evil 1 through 6, Revelations, all those the remakes and all that. This is a first person. It's non-VR, as far as I know. It's non-VR. Yeah. And uh, you're going through this, like, it's the this muted scenes of color and things like that it's in like the winter time like the you know the fall like winter time where it's just like there's some snow on the ground and then it's just like dark and gray yeah. and cloudy uh and it's like that it's like out, that out on the outside and then you're on the inside and it's like the resident evil one spencer's mansion whether you're, you're in some sort of mansion and you're going around and there are zombies you know the quote-unquote zombies mm-hmm but there's a lot of puzzles in this game. Oh, and it's really cool. Uh, they're like, nice. it's, it's, it brings it, brings it back to the survival horror where you only get like a few, you know, ammo for your handgun or you, you find a shotgun. We're like, Oh, this is going to be great. Uh, so this it's, it's fun in that respect, but this game is ridiculously unbelievable. <laughs> like it's so unbelievable that you know like sometimes you 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 suspend your disbelief just for the fun of the movie front of the game front of a book whatever yeah this it, it, to suspend your disbelief in some of these scenes are and and are ridiculous and when it's when they're compounded on top of each other it makes it, i don't even know how ethan is alive oh it yeah it makes no sense so so let me give you three examples uh, of the many examples of how Ethan gets hurt. So, spoilers for Resident Evil. Spoilers. If you don't want to, if you don't, <laughs> there's no, this has nothing to do with the story yeah. at <laughs> all. This has everything to do with the small three parts of the game where Ethan gets hurt. And I won't tell you the context around it. I will just tell you what's happening. There is one scene where, where Ethan comes across this big, like nine, 10 foot giant who's got a huge mallet, like a shank, like a, a Shao Kahn mallet for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and Is that a troll? Yeah, dude, dude, it's huge. And he just like swings downward and hits Ethan and he falls to the ground. I'm like, 
that would have, how did that not kill this guy? <laughs> crushed like, him. Yeah. He just, he just gets back up and starts running. like, and he makes some sort of comment like, Oh man, that's, you know, that's what is, who is this guy? Like he doesn't even, he doesn't even acknowledge that he just got hit. Oh man, that tickles. I know that's what it was like. <laughs> so then the second part, uh, I'm, I might get, get these out of order, but the second one is, uh, you come across uh, some enemies and these enemies have these like sharp hooks. And they dig one hook into the back of the, one of them's knee of, of Ethan's knee and starts dragging them. And then the other enemy grabs another hook and puts it into the back of his other knee. And then starts, they start dragging him throughout the house. Ooh. And I'm like, how is he's, he won't be able to walk. And he's just like, no, ho hum. You know, like it's, 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 it, he's like, where are you taking me? I don't know what's, what's happening. You know, like nothing like you're killing me. Like you're killing me. What? Stop it. He doesn't say any of that stuff. Uh, and then the third, the third one, uh, he gets, he gets hooked up like these hooks, these, like these, like hooks, the sharp hooks, they take out of his arms or his legs and they throw it in the middle of his palms and he's hanging by them. And then they, they leave the room and he just yanks his hands down and just huge gashes between his middle finger and his ring finger for both of his hands. And he's just, well, we, there's this thing called chem fluid. And I don't know what is in this chem fluid, but he can just pour it on his hand and it feels better. Does it fix his hand or is it just like hide the pain? I don't know. Well, (laughs) okay. So I tell you these three things. This fourth thing is a, it's a slight spoiler. It has nothing to do with the story. It's just, and I, I, this is, this is only like the first like 10% of the game. Like uh, I've gotten, there's like four bosses and I've gotten past the first boss. So, and this okay. is all, so before, you haven't beaten it yet. this is all before the first boss. This is okay. all before the first boss. Okay. Uh, and so uh, there's a point where like, oh, I need to get, pa- get past this door and there's a handle. And all you need to do is put the handle and bring it down, grab the handle, bring it down. So when he grabs the handle, Someone slices his hand off. It just like slices, you know, just like it stays there. He's like, I'm like, I'm like, what happened? And all of a sudden his hand just slides off and I'm like, oh my gosh. So then he, (laughs) he just picks it up and I'm running around with it, like in my hand. (laughs) All right. And I I, I can't, I'm like, I have, I'm trying to bring it. I'm trying to get out my gun because I'm trying to fight this enemy and it's not happening. So because you're missing a hand. <laughs> I was like, why well, just get out your details, other one. details. Why you're having a hard time getting the gun. Put it out. in your pocket or something. I don't know. <laughs> so just imagine like your back pocket, like just your hand is <laughs> you gotta put your pocket, you gotta put your hand in the other pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh I finally get past this 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 enemy. I, I open up the door and I get get past it. I mean, no, no, no. Sorry. I couldn't open up the door because I still had the hand in my other hand. Details. So, so all he does is he gets that same chem fluid, pours it on his wrist, and then reattaches his hand, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah, like I don't under like this chem fluid is some magic stuff. stuff. Like it's it's not you know like I watched uh, I was talking to Ed Placencia from Made of the Games about this, and he's like that's not how biology works. <laughs> he's like not <laughs> even close. Um, <laughs> But uh, but other than that, you know, like I say, these 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 weird things, these funny things. But this game is fun. This game is really really fun. Uh, so far, I can see why it is 
you know, it won. It was in nomination for the game of the year last year. I can totally see that. Um, so no rating yet. Well, I have to wait till I finish it. Give that, get that rating. Uh, so well, go ahead. I just said 10, four. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and then, so a whole bunch of games came out on game pass. So I've been, I've, I, I've, you know, talked to, talked to Lucas, uh, hooked up Lucas with some game pass, showed him all the game pass games. And then I was playing, I started playing this game. I don't even remember what the name is, but it is a four picture game. And all you do is move pictures around and it's like a puzzle game. So as you move, as you take a picture off of a picture or pieces of a picture, I don't even know how to explain it. It's really hard. It's like, so like you have a picture and a picture frame, you take the frame off and now you have, now you have two pieces. And then on the one below, there's like a, a, a picture that has like maybe a circle in the middle of it and it's blank. You put that picture on top of the other picture and it creates like a portal. And it's like, it's, it's a weird puzzle game. Uh, but it's 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 an interesting chill game. Uh, mm. I, it's, like, it's like it's like Grogu or Gal- Galaga. I, it's it's something weird like that. But it's <laughs> it, it's a it's a it's a fun little game. And I'm like, man, I was like, there are there's no shortage of of games on Game Pass. And this you know, just hit Game Pass. I think it just hit Game Pass maybe a, a week or so ago. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like. Man, there are I'm I'm playing these rinky dinky games. When are they gonna release a triple A high profile game? And as I'm thinking about that, some big huge news drops today where Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard. And that's our topic of the show. That's right, folks. We are talking about the biggest news of the decade, the biggest news in maybe the past 20 years in video games, where Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard for almost $70 billion. B-b-b-billion. B-b-b-billion. Unbelievable. So um, I when I when I we had a topic already lined up for tonight, but when this news came out, we had to pivot. And we had to talk about this because this has huge implications for Xbox, PlayStation, and the gaming industry as a whole. So to start off, I wanted to read an article on Xbox.com that Phil Spencer wrote himself. And he is the CEO of Microsoft. And it says, welcoming the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. As a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we've experienced the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with amazing, talented, dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity War, King, 
Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. Oh my gosh, take a breath. Until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently once the deal is complete. The Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO, Microsoft Gaming. Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass now has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more games to Game Pass. The fantastic franchises across Activision Blizzard will also accelerate our plans for cloud gaming, allowing more people in more places around the world to participate in Xbox, Xbox community using phones, tablets, laptops, and other devices you already own. Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms, and we continue to support these communities going forward. As a company, Microsoft committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply val value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams, all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across, across Activision Blizzard. Around the world, there is no more exciting venue for, for fun, connection, than video games. There has never been a better time to play than right now. As we extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone, we look forward to welcoming all of our friends at Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. This was, and that's it. That's the end of it. This was, this, this post right here is just, just, just a couple parts in here. It just throws me for a loop of how many people that they've acquired, how many divisions within Activision Blizzard they have, they have acquired. So many games. And they're going to be bringing a lot of these games to Game Pass. And they're going to be bringing new games to Game Pass. It is, it is unbelievable how many games that they're, they're going to be coming, coming to this. Mark, um, after reading this, after hearing about this, after hearing about it all day, what are your thoughts? Um, so for my initial reaction was, what? <laughs> they're they're flexing that microsoft money right there like 70 um, well it's i think it was 68 billion dollars so almost 70 yeah, million i think i think it, uh, it was valued there was it was reported at 68.7 billion yeah. but i think it was reportedly valued at 75 billion yeah so that's that's flexing flexing the the big money which microsoft's got the the they're not just like you know xbox is you know one division of like several different facets of my microsoft they're not hurting for money but they are so invested in this that they that they wanted to push that big money to to get it as part of their part of their ecosystem and you know the big thing is that you know people have dogged on on microsoft for years now because they have kind of a lack of you know, first party exclusives uh, compared to Sony that, you know, they have some heavy hitter first party, um, you know, um, exclusive titles. Yeah. Um, and, and Microsoft has some, but 
not near as many as as Sony does. And this is how they fix that. This is how they fix that by basically acquiring the studios to bolster their their portfolio and 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 make it competitive. And I I understand that the concerns are there for like, oh yeah, this is Microsoft making a monopoly and things like that. And maybe Um, I I understand the concern, but to me, this is just a, it's another studio acquisition. Yes. They, they have many other like studios underneath Activision as a, as a publisher. Um, But it's, it's another studio acquisition. It's, it's another tool in the belt. Um, Sony does this, albeit not on as big of a level. I will concede that. Um, but it's 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 just another studio acquisition, in, in my opinion. And and this is good business for them, and it pushes Sony to respond, and it makes the market competitive. Uh, like you know, Pat, you've talked about like the fact that you know Game Pass right now is the best deal in gaming hands down by far if you don't think that sony is i mean if you think that sony's not going to respond to this in some sort of fashion you're crazy they will absolutely respond to this um how how that will look and what sort of effect will it have on the market who knows but they will respond and that's what makes the that's what makes everything competitive and and so Kudos to Microsoft for this. Um, I think I think this is a, a, a huge power play, obviously, um, but um, I think I think it's a good direction for them. And um, plus, I mean, with all the crap that's been going on with Bl- with Activision Blizzard, with all the you know sexual harassment a- allegations and things like that, and the the lack of leadership in that respect there. Um, you know, is it a little advantageous to kind of grab grab somebody when they're down? Sure, but hopefully, they could maybe turn some things around there. And I mean, I I think I think with with them, you know, going off your point about you know picking someone up when they're down, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I think this was the perfect time for Microsoft to swoop in and say, "Hey, these people are hurting." Their stock value is super low. Let's get in there. We're this is the this is the best time to get in, while there's a lot of market share. But while while the value is good, uh, we're not going to get this good this uh, deal um, probably ever. And you got to be kidding yourself if you didn't think PlayStation was looking or Sony was looking at at acquiring Activision Blizzard. You've yeah. got to be kidding yourself if that was if you didn't think that was going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, and I think Microsoft, uh, Microsoft did it, and Microsoft was able to get in and um, and and take care of it. What's what it, what it would look like if Sony had gotten this deal? <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but uh, but I think Microsoft's infrastructure and the way they're developing Game Pass over the past year, uh, I think it sets well up for the huge amount of games that are um, in Activision and Blizzard. So many games, yeah. so many games like. Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot, so many games. Um, so speaking speaking of the games that are going to be coming over to Xbox, Ronnie, what do you think about about this? Because I know that you were thinking about getting a PlayStation, you know, coming up. 
Um, and I don't think we were talking about getting a new Xbox. Maybe you did, but how does this change what it is that you're going to be buying in the future? Well, um, I was going to buy both. Um, I think I probably still will. Um, I think there's enough, I think there's enough games for each individual one where you could justify it. Um, you know, to be fair. And when uh, the reason I was going to get both also is, is that way, you know, across both channels, basically I could play with, you know, whoever, while we're, you know, whatever game, you know, whatever game it is. Um, but with that being said, I haven't had any experience with like PlayStation was PlayStation plus. I haven't, uh, whatever they, whatever their game pass is. I haven't had any experience with that, but, um, yeah, like when I first got Xbox, like the game pass, I was like, man, this is, this is pretty good. Like this isn't very much money. Like, you know, and all these games are out here and like since then i've i don't know how long i've had it now i guess maybe like a couple of years but now they're starting to release like brand new games on it um and it's like wow you know the price really isn't (laughs) the price really isn't changing but they're providing way more uh way more out there like it's just it's been fantastic really and this just is a you know another thing that's going to make it even better yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you had said they keep putting game, uh, games out in Game Pass like almost all the time. You know, one of the one of the games that's coming out this week is Death's Door is coming out to Game Pass, I believe, on Thursday of this week. Yeah, and it was one of those games that I wanted to try, and this game is coming to Game Pass. And I and 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 Jared Orr uh, from the Married to the Games podcast uh, community. He is one of those people that believes that Game Pass is gonna is a detriment to gaming because people have that mentality. We're like, you know what? I'm thinking about buying this game, but I'm gonna wait for it to come to Game Pass. You know, you, you got you got people who are who are not putting money into the video game industry. They're only giving the money to Microsoft. And then Microsoft does whatever they need to do with that money to disperse it to the developers and publishers and things like that. Um, but you know, like, is, is, is that, is that your mentality, Ronnie, that you're just going to wait for games to come to game pass? So, uh, two, two things about that. I think, um, in the way he explains, yes, that, that could hurt like video game sales. Um, however, um, two parts of that. Number one, I have definitely played a lot more games than I ever would have played if I didn't have game pass. And I can tell you from my gaming experience before I had game pass, I wasn't spending money every month on games, you know, probably not every two or three months. Um, So from my standpoint, they're getting more revenue from me than they normally would have. Yeah. If that makes sense, I I wouldn't buy that many new games, I think per year. Um, So yeah, I'm actually, you know, paying more than I normally would have, but I'm just paying for, you know, that benefit. And the fact that new games come out, you know, um, that, that again, it's, it's a lot of it's games. I probably wouldn't even have, I would have never went out and bought, you know, I would have never went out and played some of these games. So yeah, I, I, I mean, guess you could look at it from two different standpoints. You might lose money here, but gain money here. And like, I might not gain for three months, but my game pass subscription is going to keep getting paid, you know? So Right. Yeah. And that's, and I, I be, that's what I believe Phil Spencer is going for. You know, he wants right now, he said there's 25 million subscribers to Xbox, Xbox game pass. And this deal that is, that will probably go through, but it's going to take like, I think I heard 18 months 
uh, to go through. It's not going to go through until 2023, which really won't. I don't think it's going to affect uh, Activision's Blizzard's ability to have games on both platforms um, until maybe 2024, uh, maybe even maybe 2025, uh, yeah. because you know with with development and delays and things like that of games, you know. Uh, and, but I they Microsoft does it differently, you know. So they basically have. They, we- they have games that are that are Microsoft owned that are also on PlayStation. Yeah. So basically, with this uh, with this purchase, there will be a fair amount of scenario where Sony is paying Microsoft for these games over the next few years until that, you know, until anything changes, it's all going to the top. Depending on, uh, you know, depending on the games and how Microsoft decides they want to do some of their exclusivity, like in my opinion. Uh, I think COD's going to stay multi-platform. Um, yeah, I think it's too big. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is the number one game uh, as far as sales 13 years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I, it, I can't think of a game that's like bigger that more people consistently play, I feel like, than Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. The game's only out for like two months before the end of the year. It is already the best-selling game of the year. Every year. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. So, which is insane um, because every time I play it, I'm like, I'm never playing this again. <laughs> you get uh, you get sniped from a uh, ten miles away. Yeah, and I'm like, yep, I quit. This little kid's it's, talking trash already. It's it's been a hot minute since I've played a an actual Call of Duty game, but um, but yeah, I, I don't know exactly 100 percent the ins and outs of how licensing works with that, but yeah, in in certain respects, I think yeah. Sony will probably be paying Microsoft money for that, but um, you know it gets people to play their console. So, um, so ultimately, they'll be okay with that. Um, yeah. And yeah, like like I was saying, like I think I don't think all the games that um, they're acquiring um, that you know Xbox will be putting out. I don't think they'll all be specifically Xbox exclusive. There will be some, I'm sure there will. We've seen that with Bethesda, and and that purchase. Um, we know that um, I think at least the Elder Scrolls game and some other game I can't remember. Um, they said are exclusive. Was it Starfield? Is Starfield exclusive to Xbox? Starfield is exclusive to Xbox, and I believe those you know any any game that is coming out for you know the next eighteen months, they're going to stay course and they're going to be com- coming out either they're exclusive. Multi-platform, yeah. they're not going to change that. They're still going to be going that route. Well, because like with with Mojang, Minecraft is on so many different platforms, and that would be so to their disadvantage to to pull that and be Xbox exclusive. So they kept it. It's on multiple platforms. So I don't think they're going to be completely greedy with this. But I mean, there will be some exclusives. Um, but. I think the one thing about that, um, and I, I can't remember who it was that I was talking to. I think it was in, in the Married to the Games Discord. He mentions like, ah, I hate the fact that you know there was this game that I was going to play, and now it's only going to be on Xbox and and things like that. And it's like, well, but we if you know though, about it, we don't know though. Well, yeah, and plus, my, Microsoft has opened themselves up incredibly over the past several like couple of years. They um, want, they want to make money. They yeah. want to make money. If that means that they're going to be putting games on multiple multi-platform, whether that be Sony, Nintendo, PC, whatever, 
They're yeah. going to do that because it makes them the most money. They're well, also going to have this ecosystem within the Xbox community. Right, right. Um, that's also going to be giving them money because you're going to have people who are going to buy the Call of Duty franchise every single year. And then you're going to have people that are not are not going to buy it next year or that were, you know, say 2024. Say that is the year for for example that Call of Duty is going to be Xbox only. Yeah. You're going to have people that are be like, "Hey, I'm going to try out Game Pass because of Call of Duty." And then you know what happens with subscription? People keep them and they never turn them off. Yeah, that is literally a thing. This yeah. is even if you don't play. Yeah, this is their model, which is brilliant. But yeah. it's not, I don't believe it is evil. I don't believe it's conniving because they're putting out bangers on Game Pass every month. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I and I think um just going back to my point about um the discussion I was having, he's like, Yeah, I don't like the fact that you know I've got a you know, it's going to be Xbox exclusive and I, I just bought a PS5 or, or something like that and, and I don't want to buy an Xbox. But if you think about it, it's not just limited to the box anymore. You can play on your phone. You can play on your tablet. You can play. They're working on so where you can actually play on your TV, things like that. You don't have to buy the box. If you have Game Pass and you have something that can play their cloud streaming service now, Granted, you have to have good internet, but still, but still, you're not limited to just the box anymore, to the console. They're they're trying to push out. They just want you to be in the ecosystem. That's what they want. They don't care if you buy a console. They they don't ever make um, profit on consoles. They're always at a loss with consoles. It's on the software. No one does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they just want you to be in their ecosystem. That's that's really what they want. Um, and and so, yeah, I, I can see the concerns about, you know, just how much of a power move this is. But ultimately, I think the gaming gaming uh, industry as a whole will be fine. Yeah. And you had mentioned earlier, so this is a little little off topic for Game Pass, but the but the culture that was uh, over at Activision Blizzard. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much you were privy to the entire conversation regarding Activision Blizzard, Ronnie, uh, but there was a lot of sexual allegations, of misconduct, hostile work environment where people were leaving and quitting, and you know they were telling people what how how life was working for Activision Blizzard, and it was bad, and so there was leaders that left, leaders that just like resigned. There was a point where they. There's a, there's a, they had two heads of the company. One was male and one was female. After all the sexual allegations had come out and people left, they were like, hey, let's give two new heads. And they had paid the female less than the male. Um, and I don't know how all the inner, inner workings of, of all that, of how that came to be, but she resigned and then that came out and there was negative light on that. And so they were just getting, they were getting, you know, thrown through the mud, through all this for all the stuff that the leadership is happening, uh, has, has been doing. And then Microsoft's like, Hey, you know, you have great games. You have great people over at the company. We want to instill our culture. We want to instill our values into, into this company. And we feel like we can do a good job of that. And if you've ever seen Phil Spencer talk, 
If you ever heard him talk, he is a genuine dude. He is one of the one of the coolest guys in video gaming. One of those guys you can just chat with, and one of the guys you can game with. But he also knows his stuff. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how they change that and what that looks like going forward. Does that mean there's going to be a lot of delays? Probably. There's probably going to be some delays as this transition happens for sure, because you there's there's still things that are going on in Activision Blizzard. There's still a lot of turmoil over there. It's not done. There, the I think Activision Blizzard has created this uh, sort of um, charity or volunteer community kind of thing where they're trying to turn everything around, which is really cool. Um, and all that's going to continue, which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how this all turns out and how Sony responds. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be they're going to respond in kind. I don't think they're going to because they have PlayStation now. I don't think they're going to say, hey, we're going to revamp PlayStation now and we're going to do first party games, you know, for day one. I really don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to have they're going to maybe maybe pump up the 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 games that they that they have on there. Uh, But I but with the rumors that are surrounding the backwards compatibility on the PlayStation, I think that's their move. I think if they can bring back the PS2, the PS1, and and the PS3 into the PS5, you know, into the PlayStation now, I think that's their move. Um, I don't think because their exclusives are so good. I think people are going to buy them and they're going to buy them in droves, just like they always have. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, there's there's rumblings of backwards compatibility with PS3. You know, Sony's working on some sort of you know, Game Pass, all you know, their version of it was it Project Spartacus? I want to Spartacus, say Spartacus. Yep. Called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something's happening. When that's yeah. going to happen, who knows? That's up to yeah. Sony. But yeah, yeah, something's happening in in response. They're gonna do something. Yeah, and, and I don't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And and ultimately, we win. We win with that because you know, getting the best deals and the best places to play. That's that's on us like we that we we get to reap the benefits of that um and you know uh, there's got to be people like game developers and things like that now granted microsoft's been buying up developers left and right but there's developers like they wouldn't they wouldn't enter into any sort of a a partnership for for um you know game pass and things like that if there wasn't some sort of you know, financial gain from it to be able to what that looks like on the back end. I don't know. I don't, you know, that's behind closed doors, but there's, there's gotta be some sort of carrot on the stick for them to be a part of, of game pass and to be part of Xbox's company. So Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, yeah, um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to uh, switch it over to our joiners and their comments on all of this, uh, and then we'll talk about we'll talk about each one uh, because I because looking at these, they all have they all good points. They all have different views and different different um, different comments on different aspects of the of the acquisition. So. Uh, we're going to go over Twitter, and first up is Cast Junkie. Uh, he says, I'm honestly excited to see acquisitions that seem to allow developers to allow developers to expand. 
I guess with this, I'm hoping Microsoft will lay a groundwork to get them on an ethical track to a good company culture. Other than that, I hope they allow them freedom. And I think that, I think that's what, I think that's, you know, I think that's what they're going to do day one, but they're going to steal a different culture. Uh, I think that really that should be their number one priority. They, they have the games, they have the people, they know what they're doing. I think if the, the community that they have over at Activision Blizzard and with Microsoft, it all comes from the top down. And like I said, you ever see Phil Spencer talk good old P3. He knows how to, he knows how to motivate a crowd. Yep. Sure thing. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, he turned around Xbox when they were in a very dark place. Uh, with the Xbox one and he was able to, you know, goodwill with seeing it as people could see that, yes, he's a businessman, but he's also, he's also a gamer and he, he understands what gamers want and, and what the audience is looking for. And so he was able to turn Xbox back into, you know, into this positive light and very, very much steer the strip, the, the ship out of a, a mess. Um, and so he's, he's gotten real good at that. So I, I think he'll do the same thing with, with, with Activision Blizzard, how that looks. We'll see. But um, I think if anybody's going to do it, I think Phil Spencer's the best, the best candidate for the job. So. Uh, next we got Jacob hallowed Fox moon. On Twitter, he says, I'm cautiously optimistic about the entire situation. Microsoft has been slowly trying to fix themselves and their position in gaming for a while now. Phil Spencer has been good for the company. Blizzard might be actual, actually be able to make games now. Yeah, that helps. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hopefully all the studios under Microsoft will have their issues of abuse looked into and fixed. Don't we all? My, my main concern is that Microsoft is starting to have too many studios under the umbrella. A sort of monopoly is happen, happening in the gaming space. He goes on to say, and there needs to be competition to drive companies to not always take the easy way out, but also keep each other accountable and make sure that they treat their workers like real people. So he's got a couple things here. He's got the culture and then he's got the, uh, the, the not monopoly. And I kind of want to touch on the monopoly part. Yeah, I don't feel like Microsoft is this is not this is nearing monopoly, but is not a monopoly. This is only one uh, company. Yes, they have a ton of great games, but it's only it's only one company. It is like they have a ton of great games that make a ton of money. Yeah, but I mean, if you what about Disney? When Disney bought Fox, when Disney bought Pixar, when Disney bought Marvel, when Disney bought Star Wars? Well, the question's been brought up brought up for them too, whether but, they're, you know, but I yeah, I yeah, I know. There's a lot there was a lot of like, "Oh my gosh, my uh Disney is going to run these. They're going to come out with so many things. They're going to run it into the ground." But as a nerd, as a Marvel fan, as a Star Wars fan, the stuff that they're coming out with is um, is just about gold every single time. The what stuff they do with Pixar. If Lucas was here, he'd be he'd be preaching about the Pixar and what Disney done <laughs> Disney's done with Pixar. Uh, and you know, like that is that is what I hope is going to happen with Microsoft. They're acquiring these companies. 
and they're going to make them better. They're going to put out new things that are going to be so exciting. That's going to be, that's, that's going to make the, the, you know, like you said, Phil knows what the gamer wants. Phil's a businessman. He knows how to make money, but he also knows how to make the gamer happy. And if yeah. you can do both things, then what's the big deal? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it stands to reason with this whole, uh, with this whole purchase that if you take, for example, Microsoft with a successful, I, I guess, successful history, at least recent history, um, like strong leadership, and you then add that to companies that don't have that, but already have a good product, like, you know, we're just going to get better games is what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. That's There's a lot the, more money the behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, and yeah, I mean, it's like I've said, it's, it's a power move for sure. $70 billion, not, not anything to, you know, I think it's, that was it's not like pocket the, change. I think that Although was the third, the third largest acquisition of all time. Yeah. Something like that. What but, was the first? Uh, I, um, it adds, shoot, I'll, I, I can pull that up. I can yeah. pull up what the biggest the acquisitions are. But I think they are the third largest company uh, in the world as far as revenue is concerned behind Tencent and Sony. I'm so glad Tencent did not buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a power move for sure. But, you know, that's business. That's that's just business. I don't think they're taking over the whole industry with this move. I think Sony is fine. Nintendo is fine. They will be absolutely fine. Um, because I even think Nintendo, to be fair, like I mean, obviously Nintendo is huge, but when you're looking at, I guess, in terms of like Xbox and Sony, Nintendo just kind of stays in their own lane and like yeah. does their thing. Yeah, and it's not like, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like they're really necessarily battling it out. They have a separate sure and 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 i mean just like gaming as a whole i mean nintendo's going to be nintendo they're going to do their their own thing and they they're great at doing their own thing they have a they have a great fan base there that that loves what they do um i mean same with sony sony like sony has a pretty dedicated dedicated fan base that you know they and they they have quality uh in in all of their products in all of their studios um, so I think we're going to be fine. It's, it's gaming is going to be fine. It's not like Xbox is, I saw the, the, this meme where somebody posted the, the scene from episode star Wars, episode three, the whole scene where Palpatine introduces his new galactic Republic and, <laughs> and they had Xbox <laughs> and they had Bethesda on the left and, and, uh, um, Wow, why did I just blank on their name? The Activision on the right. That was awful. Um, <laughs> and and Sony, it, Sony was Padme, Padme Amidala. So this is how Liberty <laughs> dies with thunderous applause. <laughs> and and I was like, that's funny, but I think we're gonna. I think that's it's gonna be okay. We're we're gonna be fine. Like you uh, said, when Sony makes a move, how we're gonna benefit from it? Like this is literally a move. This is a move right now that we're benefiting from that exact battle. Right. Like these two just slugging it out. Yep. Yep. That's the industry. That's, that's, that's how it is. So, 
Yeah, I was looking at the uh, the largest acquisitions uh, ever for for Microsoft. This is their biggest acquisition by a lot. Uh, their their next biggest acquisition was twenty six point two billion uh, when it paid uh, to acquire LinkedIn. Um, let's see. There's outside of outside of gaming, uh, Disney paid four billion for Marvel. Four billion. Like what in, in comparison, Ooh. it is, you know, that's that is compared yeah. to what Microsoft that's, just paid. Feels like they got it at the game. dollar store. Yeah. No, that's, right. That's one movie. That's one movie for, for Disney. Like, yeah. Like, right. yeah, we'll get we'll get that back. Yeah. And then they also spent about four billion dollars to buy Star Wars. Yep. A Lucasfilm Star Wars. Um, and then the I feel it looks like the the biggest deal was uh, seventy three point one billion that Disney paid to buy Fox TV and all their films and assets and things like that. Uh, looks that like the, yeah, it looks like there's another other couple ones where uh, the beer giant Anheuser Busch bought uh, Sab Miller in twenty sixteen for one hundred four billion. And then uh, AOL's merger with Time Warner was 165 billion. Mm. So it looks like they're fourth of the biggest acquisitions of all time. Crazy, crazy. yeah. Uh, yeah all it's right. crazy that gaming made it into like the top five biggest acquisitions. Right, yeah. that's how yeah. big the industry is now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, also on Twitter, uh, Splig at Dopalicious, he says, I think it's good for Microsoft. Great for Xbox owners, worrisome at worst for PlayStation owners, but terrible for gaming or competition as a whole. It's a bummer for those who can't afford time or money, multiple systems. I would imagine they would release the big games for all. As that would leave a lot of money on the table, and I don't think there's a lot of uh, selling systems once versus annual cross-plat games. Let me still play Diablo, Overwatch, and COD, and we're cool. I think the biggest brain move would be to allow Game Pass anywhere. Curious to see how Sony Spartacus is shaping up now, because at this point, too little, too late. So I wanna I wanna I wanna pull out one piece uh, first from Splig when he says there's a there's there's a lot of people who can't afford to buy all systems, and that was that was one of my things I had thought about earlier today was I have the luxury of having disposable income uh, for my gaming habits, and with that I buy both systems, and when I say both systems, it's Microsoft and Sony. Uh, I bought the Nintendo Switch for my son. Um, a couple of years ago, and that was the first Nintendo system that I bought uh, in a very, very long time. I yeah. didn't get the Wii. I didn't get the Wii U. Pretty sure it was the Nintendo 64 was the last one I bought. I didn't even have the GameCube. Um, so uh, I know there's a lot of people like, hey, you know, I only have this amount of money. I need to only buy one console. If you buy at Microsoft's Xbox, you get Game Pass. You get all the games that come with it but you got to have a subscription with PlayStation. They have PlayStation now, but it's not really as robust as game pass. Uh, and, but they have a market, like you just said earlier, early in the podcast that Sony has exclusives and they have awesome exclusives. They have God of war. They have a horizon. They have uncharted. They have returnal. They have these really, really good games. So which one do you buy? 
if you only have one console. And when you have when you're unsure of which one to buy, that's when you know you have the competition. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why you've got to you got to weigh the pros and the cons. Now, again, back to to my point and I know kind of what Mike was was touching on like, you know, I don't want to buy another system. I think this is the time where they're starting to branch out, especially with their cloud gaming service. They're making it easier to where you don't have to buy the box. You don't have to buy the console. You can cloud game stream it. And so they're make they're kind of breaking down that barrier. Yeah. Um, and uh, to go to go along with that, now with Game Pass, you will have the ability to install a game from Game Pass, you also have the ability to play from the cloud. And that means that any Xbox Series S or X game that is exclusive to the next-gen hardware, you can actually play on Game Pass on the original Xbox One. So, Ronnie, the games that you play, if you want to play the new ones, all you need to do is play it on the cloud and you have the next-gen version. Yes, it's online. You have to have a good internet connection and there may be a little bit of a lag. So if you wanted to play online uh, cloud with Call of Duty, you may not have the best, best may yeah. not have the best experience. But if you're playing single player, if you're playing side scrollers, or if you want to play something chill like unpacking, <laughs> you know, playing it out, playing through the cloud, perfect. Whether that's on your system, on your phone, on your tablet, like, like Mark said, everywhere. It's amazing. Um, the, uh, the next thing, uh, he's, he's curious to see how Sony Spartacus is shaping up, but I don't, when he says it's cause it's a little, at this point, it's a little, it's too little too late. I don't think it is, you know, this, this is, this is a merger that's going to ha be happening over eight, a course of 18 months. Yeah. Uh, and for the transition to happen from the leader at Activision right now, to Phil Spencer in 18 months, you know, anything can happen with Sony at that point. They could be like, all right, all hands on deck for our vision of PlayStation Now, Platinum, or whatever it's going to be called. Spartacus, yeah. whatever it is. They have a little bit of a time. So yeah, I don't think uh, too little too okay. late is, is, is fair yeah. uh, for Sony. And we're only a little over a year into the life cycle of these consoles. Um, so I, I think... I think they've got plenty of time to, to catch up in this spot. And the, the, the race between Xbox and PlayStation, it's, it's tighter, but I think PlayStation still is, out beat, is beating them out in terms of consoles. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about that in that respect. Um, but um, yeah, Sony has plenty of time to respond. And I think they're working on it. They're absolutely working yeah, on it. For sure. Uh, the last thing that, that, that he, uh, Splish says, he's like, let me still play Diablo, Overwatch, and Call, and COD, and Rakul. Yeah. You know, like, I, I really don't think they're going to limit themselves to a Microsoft console. Will they come, come to Game Pass? Sure. I mean, just like, just like uh, Major League uh, uh, MLB The Show last year. It was on Xbox Game Pass, but you could also buy it on PlayStation if you wanted to. I think that's pretty... I think... That's more in line of what's going to happen. Yeah. Agreed. 
All right, uh, let's go on to Discord. Humar Whittle, he goes on to say, this is a great move for Microsoft and will continue to make Game Pass the best deal in gaming if the older games will be added. As a PlayStation gamer, the question is, will all future games become exclusive? Namely, next year's COD and eventual Overwatch 2 being exclusive to Xbox PC would be a radical shakeup to the industry. Microsoft showed with Starfield that they are willing to have games that have been in development for quite a while pivot to being exclusives. There is the below quote in the announcement, Activision Blizzard, quote, Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms and we plan to continue to support those communities moving forward, which makes it, seems like, which makes it seem like games will be multi-platform, but yeah. we will see. Yeah. Like I said, some will be exclusive. For sure. But uh, like you were saying, Pat, you know, I think they're still going to have multi-plat games. I, I don't no. think they're just going to close the shop. Maybe losing so many players if they did not have Call of Duty over the PlayStation Network. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, it's I, too big, I feel like. I agree. Yeah, it's too big. I think they're like, like Splick said, they're going to put a lot of, they're going to leave a lot of money on the table if they don't allow for multi-platform. And really, I don't think that's Phil Spencer's move. I think he wants to be able to keep the money. He wants to keep that revenue. He wants to be able to sell that, you know, those those games over to PlayStation so he can make the money. It makes no sense to keep it there. Yeah. Especially if you're gonna be if you're gonna be console-less in five years. Yeah. Who knows what that, that's gonna look like? All right. Uh, Chris the Rock. He says, from a business standpoint, it's probably the best time to buy them while they're in a PR nightmare, which we had talked about earlier. They are saving billions, most likely. It is, is it ethical, though? Oh, he has a good question. Is it ethical? Will Microsoft have enough leadership to change the culture there? I sure hope so. You think so? Is it, is it ethical? Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's some kind of like iffiness there, like we talked about with, you know, you know, picking somebody up and and taking advantage of a situation while this company is kind of down. But and, and then I guess that's the negative side of it. But at the same time, like. Ethically, you could say they are rescuing that company. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side of that. Obviously, that they're rescuing never... a company that has all these problems and they're going to come in and fix it. So that the company itself will then be ethical. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're hoping. That's what we're all hoping for is that is that much like Phil Spencer has righted the ship of Xbox and given a you know positive space for them, hopefully they can do the same with with Activision Blizzard. And obviously that starts with cutting out some of the leadership that are problems, which apparently that is the case. Um, since sources uh, close to the the acquisition have noted that Bobby Kotick, who is the current CEO of Activision Blizzard, who is his name is part of the issue, um, yeah, apparently he will be leaving once the acquisition is complete. Yeah. So and, and I might have been I, part I, of the deal, honestly. Yeah. I really think the you know like I think Bobby Kotick is going to be is, is unless anything else changes over the next eighteen months. He's he's going to be there. He's going to be there, uh, and there's going to be a transition period where Phil's going to be like, okay, 
well, who are your contacts? Who, who did you talk to? Who are your people? You know, what did, you know, he's going to, there's going to be that little transition period. And then it's pretty much a handoff. And then I, Bobby's out, you know, like they, they don't want, I don't think they want him to be a part of the Microsoft umbrella by, yeah. a, by any means. Um, so he's, I think he's going to stay, you know, and I don't, I don't think he's going to be gone tomorrow. Uh, I would, it would be surprising if he was, uh, I just don't think he, that's going to happen for another 18 months. I think from a legal standpoint, I think they have to, they have to leave him there until the acquisition is complete. I, I could be wrong with that, but I think I read somewhere like he has to be there. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I don't, it doesn't make any sense for him to leave now unless he resigns because of his horrid past, yeah. which I'm surprised he hasn't resigned. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I just whole... look at maybe I just look at things differently, but I guess the question of whether it was ethical or not for them to buy the companies while they're down. I don't want to say like I only look at it in terms of like a smart business move, but I mean that is business. And it is like, I mean, it's just a, a smart move for them. Like while they're having problems, they look at it as uh, well, it's cheaper and we think we can fix it. So I I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really see it as an ethical thing. Yeah. I think I think it's 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 uh it's good that Microsoft had bought Activision Blizzard. I really think it's good because they were a sinking ship. And why would we want these developers, these work the people that worked over at Activision Blizzard, why do we want them to go down? Then we will uh, lose look at the games behind you in the picture. Right. There's so <laughs> like... many good games and I think uh, you know Feels like, hey, why don't we, why don't we grab these before we lose them all? Before the game community, gaming community loses them all. Well, let's bring them back up. Let's bring them over to our platform, which is going to be just a plus for them, but it's also great for the gaming community. That's my that's my positive spin on it. Uh, next, you done messed up, a Ron. He writes this particular purchase doesn't bother me as I'm not very heavy into any Activision or Blizzard games, but I'm not sure I love the trend of console companies purchasing devs in general. Could crack the door open for more, com- more compromises on creativity and quality. There's already a troubling pattern of games coming out in less than finished states because some devs, devs are too reliant on patching and put immediate profits over IP quality. Now imagine that atmosphere plus a console making overlord (laughs) telling you to hurry up and just get something out because they want to use the buzz from your game release to shift some console units over the holiday season. Like from a business standpoint, of course it makes sense. I just don't know if moves like this are good for gamers in the long run. Yeah, I, I totally understand his, his point. Um, but I think, I think Xbox um, and Phil Spencer—they've learned that you can't pull it out of the oven before it's done being cooked. Um, they've gotten burned with some of their first-party titles. We're looking at you, uh, Master Chief Collection. Um, you know, they—they've been burned plenty of times with uh, not not letting it cook fully, and so I think they understand. Yes, there's there's incentive in, in releasing games at a certain time, but at the same time, I think they fully understand they're going to let it release when it's ready, when it's fully ready. 
Ace in uh-huh. Point Halo. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We wanted to launch with our Xbox Series X, but you know what? It is not ready. Over a year later, they finally release it. Yep. And it looks fantastic. Flagship, yeah, it's their flagship game. And it didn't release. Yeah, that is. So I think I think I think what that only time is really going to tell once we see this transact once we, this whole transaction is actually over and you can see the influence of Microsoft on these companies. I mean, really, that's. I'd like to think that the games are going to get better, but I mean, you never really know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Victor Bacon Sullivan, he writes smart move and great timing, in my opinion. Warzone reportedly makes $5.2 million a day. Insane. Is yeah, that true? Crazy. Warzone? Uh, I, maybe in like microtransactions and things like that. Um, but um, I know they've been in trouble recently with Vanguard. Um, like I think the company that, that made that game I can't remember which one, whether it's Sledgehammer, Treyarch, I can't remember who it was that made Vanguard. Uh, they actually had to issue an apology because there's been so many problems with Vanguard. Um, but um, so, yeah, even though it's still making gangbusters, it's still in a tough spot right now. I mean, and, it, it is one of the biggest, though, for sure. Yeah, I think the big thing, though, that people have been mentioning about this is once Xbox acquires Call of Duty... They're talking about the idea of not having an every year Call of Duty release, um, and and doing that, much like uh, Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed, um, the overall quality of the games would get better that way, um, and and so, you know, I, I think they could benefit from that, um, not doing an every year. Now, obviously, with you know, it's different with Ubisoft because Ubisoft is Ubisoft, and then with Call of Duty, they have like two or three different companies making Call of Duty uh, studios making Call of Duty games within Activision. Um, but uh, I think it would help. They don't need a Call of Duty every single year um, because a lot of them, for the most part, are the same. <laughs> um, yeah, they do different things, but it's like you've got your. Um, you've got your, your multiplayer game, your campaign and like your zombies and variations on a theme of that. And, and so I think they could stand to benefit from taking a little bit more time and, and innovating on that and making a better game. So I think you have to be kind of diehard to buy that every year. Yeah. But people like for me, it's Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, people love it though. People do, definitely love it. Yep. All right. Travesty, he writes, it's good for me as an owner of a Series X. I feel like it will bring new IPs to the console, like World of Warcraft, maybe? In a business move, I'm sure Microsoft jumped at the chance for the purchase, just like with Mojang. Sony would have done the same thing. Oh, yeah, it's totally possible. Those companies go very deep and old. They will see a return on investment in a short period of time. I just did. I just looked up, and Call of Duty uh, reportedly makes the Warzone. This was as of August 11, 2021. Reportedly, makes 5.2 million dollars a day, which what which is what Tim Pollan had said. That's disgusting. Uh, they <laughs> looks like they looks like the overall the Call of Duty franchise makes 2.8 billion dollars a quarter. Like 
that's that is but they're gonna get their money back pretty quick this is just call of duty alone yeah yeah wonder how much candy crush makes because that is a huge one that we haven't talked about yeah that's an overlooked that is a big big trillion an hour (laughs) (laughs) every 30 seconds Uh, all right. Uh, Lord Zukor says, with all the work that Overwatch team has put behind making their game multi-platform, I hope that Xbox doesn't backtrack and go exclusive. Do you think Call of Duty and Overwatch will go exclusive? No. They, no. I don't think they will. No, nope. I don't either. Not in the foreseeable future. Not for the next I five I see some of the smaller games, maybe. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, see, I see some smaller games, um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be... Uh, I don't think they will. Uh, there may the, be some timed exclusivity. Yeah, there, there's probably they'll probably be like, hey, you know, like, you know how how Marvel had <clears throat> you know Spider Man in the Marvel's Avengers. They're gonna have that exclusive. I think Microsoft will have some of those things. You know, just small things that it's not going to change the overall game. It's just gonna give them exclusives, whether that's timed or content. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see Xbox like. Uh, there's no way that they could make more money by making it exclusive. Um, I don't see them turning in and doing that and stopping Sony from paying them to have their game. Like it just, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. And the last one we have is from Corey Fouch, AKA Smith, uh, which is his birthday today. So happy Happy birthday, birthday. happy birthday. He says, obviously a good move from a business standpoint. Game Pass is going to get even better now, and I'm not sure there's even a close second. Obviously, PS has their service, but I don't think it holds a candle outside of exclusives to what Microsoft can do now. I have concerns. Now that they own Activision Blizzard, will they try to put one over on the Steam crowd by taking games made made these devs will make and make it a requirement? Hold on a second. What's he saying over here? Uh, <laughs> Let me decipher this. <laughs> uh, will they will will they try to put one over on the Steam crowd by taking games made by these devs and make it a requirement to have Game Pass? Okay. In order to play future games because they won't release it to Steam at all. That's a good question. Mm. Uh, that's that's a very good question. Um, I I and what where where else would they put it though? You know, that is the biggest, that is where the meat of the PC gaming community is. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't see them taking it away from Steam. I think it doesn't seem like they could make more money that way. That's like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, like by taking it away, it just seems like they couldn't, it would, they'd make less money and they're never going to make that decision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, with it, with the, with mostly with Xbox games, they're, they're coming, they come out on PC the same day. Uh, so, uh, does that mean, does that also come out on steam? I'm not a PC game game gamer, so I'm assuming they also come out on steam the same day or is that, or is it a different ecosystem? Uh, I would have to look into that. I know Xbox has their own thing, game pass for PC and things like that. I I would have to see how that works. Um, to, to be honest, that's, I'm only, I've only dipped my toe in that. I'm not a computer. I'm not a PC gamer either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is uh, that is it. Any final thoughts on the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard merger? It's going to be okay. <laughs> I feel like these things are always exciting. You know, it's like a big sports trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, as long as it's uh, not for a bucket of balls. You know, they 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 did. 
they did this and it was absolutely insane. It came out of nowhere. I remember when we were talking about the predictions for 2022 or the game awards predictions. That's what it was. And I was like, ah, Microsoft's gonna, gonna buy uh, Ubisoft and they're going to put them on the game game pass. They didn't really do that. They're like, Hey, Ubisoft is coming to Microsoft, but it's coming to a different, it's going to be a different subscription service. Never yeah. in my wildest dreams would they, without what I was like, Hey, they're going to buy Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Looking back on it, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of makes sense. Now that Blizzard, you know, they, they've, trade makes sense it does make sense it does yeah, make sense it does. um all right well that is it uh you know where to find us we are uh on twitter we're on youtube we're on facebook we're on discord check out the show notes we are all there and if you can rate review and subscribe do all that stuff and then you can even call us at 929 GMG guys. And I'm really upset that Lucas did not call in because usually, because he's only missed like three episodes. Yeah, we had nothing and to ignore. Usually yeah. he sends us a, a voicemail. <laughs> well, he's got the Transformers virus. So, you know, we, we did not get a voicemail. <laughs> so we did not, uh, his voice could not be heard. But you know what could be heard is our music of the week. Hey, all you joiners out there in podcast land, you're listening to the Music and Song Top 100 Countdown here on your favorite podcast station, WGMG FM. So who wants to go ahead and share their song? I'm going to let everybody share theirs individually first. Hmm, so who, okay. wants to, who wants to go first? And I'll share Lucas's since he gave me his pick. All right. Uh, I will go first, and I am going to put out Trivium, Silence in the Snow. Uh, I will go second, but I also was absolutely unprepared, so I'm only talking right now to stall to find the <laughs> <a> name. <laughs> it is <laughs> on the, the song I picked. <laughs> the song I picked is called "Fade Away." It's by Revolution. Um, it's kind of got a whole. I don't. I don't want to say like a Jamaican beat to it, but almost that kind of like. Uh, yeah, it just it just has a really really good beat to it. It's I really actually chill. It is. And I thought I was telling Mark earlier because I sent it to him earlier. I thought it was a happy song uh, when I first heard like a verse. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Turns out it's actually a really sad song, yeah. but it just does. It, I, oddly, it makes you feel good. <laughs> There's a lot of songs like that. It's like it's yeah. a happy go lucky type song. And then you actually read the lyrics and you're like, yeah, the beats like oh, happy. And you're like, oh, this person <laughs> is in so much pain. It's, it's like that. It's like that Christmas song. Uh, where this the the guy just won't let that woman leave his house. What is what is that one? Oh, uh, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, that one's it's like, oh, this is a great song. You're like, you sit back and look at the lyrics. You're like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, they play that still. <laughs> yeah, so like, I want to leave, made... but no, no, don't leave. You can't leave. I'm gonna lock the door. And then and then at one point he gets mad. He's like, <laughs> like really. Let her go. Goodness. I just... <laughs> Creep. Oh, yeah, just all, it's all how it's all about the delivery. That's all it is. I suppose. <laughs> What's the sense in hurting my pride? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Lucas's pick, um, which he picked this song because it was the number one song on the day of his birth, uh, is uh Joan Jett's 
I love Joan Jett, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll. That's a great song. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's his turn to pick a cover because that's a cover. All right. All right. I, I, I said I wasn't going to drop factoids, but I did. <laughs> um, and my help yourself. Pick, yeah. And my pick is um, so one of my favorite bands from the 80s is a band called The Police. Um, and they have a song called Message in a Bottle. Fantastic one. song. Love that one. Showcasing classic The Police rock meets reggae type type feel. It's fantastic. So, but yeah, that is it. All right. Well, that is it for us, for Mark, Ronnie, and the spirit of Lucas Ham. Go get your good morning on. And may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four.